You are listening to an MLGA Network podcast. One thing that I didn't expect to have any issues with, because I've never had any issues with this living anywhere else, was mice. I know you have had some some mice problems over at your house, but I think you have a small army of mice, or did. Uh, thankfully, I think I've gotten rid of them now. Yeah, we had two dozen or so. It's been a bad season. <laughs> we, we had one rogue mouse that was the gutsiest mouse that ever lived every night we would be sitting watching tv or reading or doing whatever and then we'd start hearing crunching on things that we didn't didn't make any sense because (laughs) it's not like we leave food out all over the house the only time that happens is when you know children but the mouse tonight decided what he was going to do was he was going to hide underneath our Christmas tree skirt and chomp down on a uh, a pork rind that one of the kids <laughs> had apparently put under the um the Christmas tree skirt. Thank you, kids. <laughs> the pork rind was so loud, and every now and then he'd chirp, and I'm just like, man, this guy's gotten gutsy. He's just he's sitting within ten feet of us, and he's just chowing down, and so. Kaylee and I both like looked at each other and we were like, this is it. It's the time. And <laughs> she goes on one side and she grabbed something uh, beanie and was like, I'm going to catch him in this. I'm like, no, you're not. <laughs> That's not going to work. <laughs> and so we kind of went over there and we, I had my, my flashlight out and I was, because he ran. He ran out from underneath the tree skirt and he likes to hide in the radiators where our hands can't reach in and grab him. Ah. And we haven't bought any, you know, traps or anything like that. We just have been hearing this one mouse and have just been annoyed by it. Okay. I don't know why I didn't buy traps, but I didn't. And so tonight he he ran out from under the tree skirt, climbed into the radiator, and he was hiding. And I, I got the flashlight and I was making eye contact with him. Like he was daring me to do something. And Kaylee goes, run, run, grab the tongs. I don't know if you know this. Well, I know you know this, but... The audience might not know this. Um, I have two ball pythons. And so I regularly feed mice and rats to these things. And so we actually have a pair of tongs that are meant to pick up. It's essentially frozen mice. Huh. And so I went and I, I grabbed those. They're like really long tongs. They're they're made to grab mouse tails. <laughs> I've never heard and, of them. Okay, good to know. <laughs> and so Kaylee's shining the light. And we're trying to chase him down. And the little dummy sticks his tail underneath the radiator. And I was like, I see it. I can get this thing. And so I grabbed this mouse by from using tongs under the radiator and pulled, his, pulled on his tail until he came out. And domesticated mice, when you're feeding them to your snake, they don't fight. They're just like, I'm on the end of a, a pair of tongs. They don't care. This guy was not having it. <laughs> He tried to bite my fingers. He tried, and so I have him on the end of the tongs, and I run across the street to the park, and I just, I, a cat started running away, and I just tossed him at the cat, and I don't think my wife has ever been prouder of anything I've done in my entire life. You're a man. I am. Welcome to Make Liberty Great Again. The best damn liberty podcast that you've never heard of. I'll be your guide as we peer into the ridiculous reality that is our society and our government. Let's get to it.
Welcome to Make Liberty Great Again. I'm your host, Cam Harless, and with me this week is everyone's favorite nerd, Ryan Burgett. How you doing, Ryan? I'm doing pretty good. I was just watching Rambo, The Last Blood, you know, the new the new one they made. And I was, as I was watching, I was wondering, what's it like to be Phil, you know, to live with these kinds of experiences every day? It's, it's something. <laughs> I mean, he calls me just randomly, and he's like, hey... The cops have me pinned on a on the side of a mountain right now. I don't think I'm going to be able to do the show this week. And I'm like, okay, Phil, that's fine. I'll just have Ryan on. Yeah, well. All right, so this week there is a plethora of news to talk about. Some fun things. Well, actually, all of these are just not fun. None of them I are mean, fun, but at the same time, you can't help but laugh because this is just, I mean, Hong Kong. It's just bizarre, man. I'm definitely going to hit a little bit of the enemy of the people thing at some point. And you'll know it when you hear it. Let's just get started at the sad stuff. As you know, Ryan, Muslims, Christians, Chinese people, all not treated well by the Chinese government. That's an understatement. But yeah, ever since the communists came to party, they've tortured, smashed skulls and done everything they could possibly do. Yeah, to Christians and Muslims and all sorts of people, anyone outside of the party. I think last week I actually watched a uh, documentary on Amazon called One Child Nation, which was a girl who lives in the U.S. now who was born when the one child policy in China was still going on. Oh, and so she she went and she she interviewed her mom, her grand her grandfather. She interviewed midwives from that time, mm-hmm. uh, family planning officials. Like you name it, it was it was an insane thing to watch. I'm glad she who, made it. Oh yeah, it was well she not a she good was time the first child in China. God, there was so much to that movie, dude. Like there, one of the people that she she talked to uh, was an artist, a uh, photographer who liked to take pictures of things that were kind of ugly. Okay. And so he went one day and he went to take pictures of kind of a trash heap under a bridge, and in the picture was a discarded fetus. Oh, man. That hurts. I mean, it was... And so he started this... I don't know if it was him or another artist, because, you know, there were so many faces in that that it's hard to keep everyone straight. Was that veiled racism, Ryan, that I just did? Did I just do a veiled racism? Oh, I don't know. I wasn't paying that much attention. I'm feeling sad now. <laughs> okay. Oh, I, I was looking forward to the fun <laughs> stories, like laugh at how stupid the cops are, laugh at how stupid Amazon is. <laughs> And you're talking about, you know, babies, literal babies, dead in pictures. Like, this sucks. <laughs> oh, we'll get the, we'll, we'll get to the fun stuff. I said that we're talking about China. There's nothing happy that comes out of China. I just mentioned that because it's not even the Chinese people are treated well in China. It doesn't matter if you're Christian or Muslim or not, or if you're a Uyghur. These people are not treated well. Humans are not treated well in China. <laughs> Once again, quite the understatement, um, but yeah. I mean, having their heads smashed <laughs> in, their their wives raped, their children, you know, thrown to their death, you know, open, you know, torture, breaking people's legs and, and leaving them without treatment, you know, inside of jail cells to get infected and die of gangrene. Uh, yeah, all this stuff. Crazy stuff. But, oh, yeah. I, yeah. I do recommend yeah, watching nice that movie. Is is one way to put it. <laughs> but I do recommend watching that movie um, with a box of tissues preferably but the reason i mention that is because it was 
the most amazing thing to watch, and I don't mean amazing in a good way, was how like this girl's mother and her grandfather still believed in the one child policy. Like today? To this day, yeah. She was talking about how it was good and how it saved China, even though oh, this woman's mom golly. helped helped her brother abandon a baby and helped her sister sell a baby into human trafficking. Man. And that these still these people are still just playing along to the the party line to the policy is policy. What can you do about policy? It's just amazing. It was one of those things that really pointed out the true threat of the state, hmm. as well as the the true nature and the danger of the overpopulation myth of um, the some of the climate catastrophe stuff. I mean, this is a thing that happened in real life because they thought they were going to have too many people in China. Mm-hmm. And the, the, the public just held on to that and went with it. Um, but yeah, moving back to the, to the, the real story, she, the president of China, uh, was actually implicated directly in the internment of the Uyghur population in China. Imagine that. <laughs> but over 400 pages of Chinese documents, confidential documents, were released to the public. And the New York Times got a hold of them, and a few different people read over them and translated mm-hmm. them. And it's that's amazing to me that someone who lived under a communist regime had the guts to actually release 400 pages of secret documents. That's what stands out to me. I looked over the pages, you know, and they said things like the Chinese government, they would take, you know, Muslim families, take the dad, take the mom, leave the kids basically as orphans then, and put them in these re-education camps, which of course they say it's like occupational therapy. <laughs> it just kind of helps them get back on their feet. You know, it's just, just for the good of the people. We're just trying to help them make their life better. Eh, but of course now with these leaked documents it comes out oh actually they're like horribly awful disgusting re-education things and all the fascistic things you imagine it's all those plus worse i mean that's one thing but once again china's been doing that forever yeah they re-educate they hunt down and kill and slaughter and torture and do all these horrible terrible disgusting awful things i don't know what i found most surprising about this was not that china is actively you know hurting muslims still (laughs) What I found to be absolutely fascinating is that, yeah, some dude had the guts to do this. I mean, I think about Edward Snowden, for example. You know, he was scared. He didn't know what the government would do. But at the same time, I don't think he thought he was going to be killed any moment. I can't imagine somebody in China knowing what China's doing, reading, holding these documents about what China's doing to everyday regular people who haven't hurt anybody, who just happen to have a particular religion that the state doesn't like very much. This is what they do to those people. And he's sitting there with these pages and thinks, you know, I think I'm going to take these and release them to the public and humiliate the president and all these other high-ranking people in in China who these documents implicate. This is, man, that guy's gutsy, to say the least. Yeah, not to mention in the, the longer form article that I read, it talked about how there was one official over in the Xinjiang province that he got on the ground. He was a, a party guy, you know, he was he was a communist, 
And he got on the ground and he noticed all of these people being taken. He noticed the kids not being able to run the farms, people not being able to make enough money to live. And then the part, the Communist Party kept saying, you know, don't worry, kids, we'll do everything we can to help you. And apparently she, uh, President Xi was saying that... Um, she? Yeah, President Xi, X-I. That's pronounced uh, President she. Xi. Okay, she, something else that's wrong with China. I'm not going to do the last. don't know how to pronounce X-I. <laughs> How would you pronounce XI? Z, maybe? Yeah, I don't think anyone knows how to how do it. How about Xi Jinping? <laughs> Is that fair? It so- sounds good to me. I would just skip the Z part or the Xi or the G or the Xi. Xi. <laughs> Xi. I just call him Jinping. <laughs> that seems easy enough, though I'm probably mispronouncing that anyway. Xi Jinping? Oh, See, that was Loki racist. I lost my train of thought. But okay. <laughs> oh, goodness. And what was I talking about? Some lady. She, you said she something. No, 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 not, not a lady. <laughs> the President Xi You're Jinping welcome. had said that what they needed to do to make sure that there wasn't any uh, racial or ethnic unrest with the Uyghurs was to make sure they had well-being financially. Like they needed to see growth in the in the markets and stuff like that to make them happy and, you know, not try to overthrow the government. And this, this guy, I think his name was Wang, he gets down on the ground and he, he sees all these people taken away from their homes who were of the age where you make money, you know? They were the, the breadwinners of the families. And they're left with kids who are essentially orphaned right. or grandparents who can't work. And he's seeing these promises from the president. And he goes, you know, this isn't sustainable. So he released 7,000 people who were thrown in prison or in re-education camps and didn't in turn quite as many people as the president of China wanted. So they made up this story because they didn't want this secret to be let out that they were interning all these people, this well-known secret, (laughs) just like everyone knew that Epstein, what Epstein was up to. Right. This open secret that, oh, they can't let that out. So they made this guy seemingly under duress confessed that he drank on the job and that he got fired because he was drunk and he fell and hit his head when he was sitting at a table while working. Weird. The classic, I trip. I walked into <laughs> yeah. a door. The whole story, the whole story is crazy because there's this, I don't know who it is, but there's one guy out there who faced down the gun of the Chinese Communist Party right. and released these documents. And that's a hero. Mm-hmm. And it, it makes me think of a couple of other heroes that are out there today. The heroes down in Florida, our great policemen, the ones who tried to stop the theft of some jewels with bullets. Yeah, that was a really bad transition, but okay. I don't think it was bad. You try to do better. (laughs) Heroes, man. (laughs) (laughs) It was seeping with sarcasm. Golly, I couldn't couldn't pull that one off. (laughs) But yeah, so as everyone's heard at this point, this last week in Florida and Broward County... The place where shootings happen and police do the wrong thing. There was a, there were a couple of guys who decided that they were going to steal some jewelry. And as they ran away, police took chase. There was a high-speed uh, police chase. You know, all those things we watched when we were kids on cops. Back when we were stupid and thought the cops were the bad heroes. Bad boys, bad boys. What you gonna do? I mean, some of those women were kind of hot that they caught, but whatever. <laughs> I'm sure they were on meth. Um, <laughs> Tell that to, to my high school brain. <laughs> <laughs> so these these two thieves, they are trying to get away from the police. So they take a UPS driver hostage. Actually, 
honestly a pretty good choice in vehicle if you're wanting to barrel through some other cars and stuff not a bad choice a big old ups truck so they take the the driver hostage and they're driving down the road and finally they they get to a place where they can't go on any further right they're stopped busy evening traffic oh yeah yeah i mean it's it's yeah five o'clock traffic people are going home from work the cops see this and they think we have to be heroes here we've got to do what needs to be done so i started so of course I, exactly how how many how many cops were there 19 there were 19 police officers who saw this ups truck stop on both sides of the ups truck using uh, civilian cars and civilians as human shields and just started shooting both ways through the through the ups truck yeah but just you have to think of this in the in the right the right perspective these guys had stolen some jewelry, man. So, right. I mean, yeah, what, was, it was what, what, what was off the table? I mean, they had to do what they had to do. Felt like yeah, they were all killing these people, Bo- innocent and people around them, whatever, but the bad guys had some jewelry. <laughs> it's just, it, it, it was amazing to watch. Well, did you see the overhead video or the overhead images where you have the cops literally lined up behind people's vehicles and you see them? It's crazy. And there was even one guy who took a cell phone video inside his vehicle where he is actually has his phone and he's recording the cops hiding on the other side of his vehicle, ducking behind his vehicle, drawing fire to him. It's just nuts. I mean, unconscionable doesn't even begin to... It's not even incompetent, though. It's like, I don't know how to dis- adequately describe this behavior using the English language. Like, it's, it's, it's not just stupid. It's like evil stupid. <laughs> I really don't know how to describe this. I don't know. It it makes me so angry that at what what can you possibly say? What what is wrong with these human beings? They're broken. There's no their humanity's gone. Something vital is obviously lost that they would do this. And whatever happened to, I don't know, call me whatever you want, but you know, in the 90s all the television shows and everything about Oh my gosh, they have a hostage. So the cops get the hostage negotiator and they try and de-escalate the situation. And then there's a they see a hostage like, whoa, 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 hold your fire, hold your fire. That person's a hostage. We don't want to hurt them. What happened to that? When did it turn into, these guys stole jewels and there's lots of cops here. Therefore, we just need to take them all out, kill the driver kill an innocent bystander, duck behind vehicles with families inside of them for cover. They can take the bullets. Or were those all, was it all a lie back in the 90s? Were they also that bad then? I just, something, this is just so bizarre, man. I can't even describe it. It's, 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 it's actually very hard to describe. Not to mention that there was, the innocent bystander was in his car. Not surprising. Like he got... From what I get, from what I've read, the dude was just driving home from work, got caught between cops and cops and robbers, and got shot by cops. Yeah, it sounds it's, about right. It's incredible, and some of the the conversations I've seen online about it have been interesting, as always, because there's always the cop suckers out there who are just lining up to lick the boots of every murderous pig out there, hmm. and this one guy. I, I saw this conversation on Twitter. I can't tell you who who it was between, uh, but this one guy was like, "This is this is horrible. These cops deserve to be brought to justice." And the other the other person, their argument against this was, "Well, don't you know that cops are people too? Huh? 
people make mistakes. They shouldn't, they shouldn't have, they were, they were doing their job. Don't you know they run towards people shooting bullets at them every day? You should respect them more. Can you believe anyone still believes that bullcrap? I mean, really? Four people killed. One, just a guy driving home. One, a guy doing his job in a UPS truck. And the argument against that is, you know, cops are people too. Hmm. Mm. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, I saw (sighs) one thing. The Miami police retweeted this guy who had said, just want to take a moment to, you know, like we feel so bad that people got hurt, but you got to remember the reason this happened was because those two guys decided to steal that jewelry. (laughs) Can you imagine? I can't even imagine going there at this point. Where it's like, the cops literally, they killed the UPS driver. They caused that other innocent person to get killed. The cops did. And then they say, yeah, it really sucks they died, you know? And it was all caused by these people. No, those two guys were idiots. (laughs) They shouldn't have robbed a jewelry store. That was stupid, okay? They shouldn't have taken this guy hostage and taken the UPS truck. Obviously, they were wrong. But those people didn't have to die. There's good news, though, Ryan. Oh, is there? The good news is that there were no LEOs shot that day and killed. All of the police were safe. Yeah, I saw that on Twitter. I I forget which one of the police departments it was, but it was like their first tweet after after the event. And they said, just want to let you know, thank God no officers were hurt today. Twitch, I wanted to smash my computer screen, which I'm not going to do because this computer <laughs> costs way too much. But golly <laughs> goodness, man. And you're right. Watching cops or police TV shows when we were younger, like there's there's so many things that I as a civilian would have thought to do that none of these cops thought to do. Like, I don't know, drive your car in between the wedges, slow down, evacuate all the other cars before you start doing this. Try to, I mean, it... It makes no sense, and and honestly, I'm at that point with cops where I want to have as little to do with them as possible. Right. The most I, dangerous I, place you I, can I, be is near a cop. If you are, if you see a cop, leave immediately. <laughs> Get away out of the vicinity. Yeah. Don't be near these people. They they're not they're not they don't act human. You can't trust them to to have human instincts. It's crazy. All right. But yeah, are we going to the happy uh, stories soon? No, no way. <laughs> you ruined my segue. Oh, my did segue I? Right. was I can't tr- I can't trust cops. Blah blah blah. Cops want to use your Amazon Ring video doorbell to catch bad guys. No, that was a good transition. You I know, screwed you, up the execution, but I you, I applaud you. I didn't screw up this execution. Just yeah 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 yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I liked my hero's transition. It was clearly sarcasm. It was. It All still right. hurt, though. I wouldn't have been able to execute that. Oh I man, I can execute any. <laughs> I can execute any number of things if I get to crap on evil people. Amazon Ring, cool little invention. Yeah, smart uh, stuff. I, I I really like the idea of having a doorbell that has video on it, so I don't have to get up and answer the door if I don't want to. Right. Your phone <laughs> dings. You look down and you're looking at the person at your door. That's cool, and you can even talk to them through yeah. there. That's pretty great. It's like from a Star Wars movie. You know, Return of the Jedi, when that eye comes out at Luke, an intelligible alien language. Well, I wouldn't go Star Star Wars, but yeah, okay, sure. Well, I'm not going to go Star Trek. I'm not a nerd. Okay, then. <laughs> <laughs>
I don't know. I didn't think Star Trek either. I don't know. I don't know what I thought of though, but definitely not Star Wars. Well, I just thought of the, I'll, I'll explain it later. No, I know what you're talking about. <laughs> <laughs> it's a cool invention, and it's something that looks incredibly useful. Right. Also, it's incredibly ripe for some funny videos to post online when people do stupid or weird things in front of your your Ring doorbell. Like there's some good stuff that comes from this kind of technology. But now Ring slash Amazon, they're really pushing cops and police to start using Ring as a way to fight crime. Brilliant. And I don't like that at all. Let's just install a video camera at your home that the cops can, you know, access anytime they want without a warrant. Right. (laughs) Brilliant. Right. Yeah. Let's let's give cops access to a device that connects to my phone and my phone's microphone so that I'm able to talk to people through the door and just let them hear recordings that may have happened during that time. Sounds smart. Well, let me say I followed this a while when they first started doing some of this stuff, like where they announced the Amazon Neighborhoods program or something with the ring doorbells. And they talked about how you can opt in to this program where you could give access, you know, inside your neighborhood to local law enforcement in the, you know, as they think of a child gets kidnapped. Well, the police could get the access quickly, the data from the video feeds from all these doorbells and be able to see out in the street, out in front, what happened. And they could rescue that kid and yay. Now, at the time people freaked out, and they said, whoa, 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 you're saying that cops now have access to all your doorbell stuff? To which I said, that's pretty messed up, if true. And I looked, and it really was, at least according at that time, completely opt-in. You didn't have to join this program. You weren't automatically joined in this program. You had to go into your settings or whatever, and you had to turn it on and say, I want to do this now. You know, I want to voluntarily allow my my ring doorbell to be accessed by the police for these types of things. But apparently it's got a lot worse, man. Reading these articles you sent me, this is nuts. The fact is, there is a companion app to Neighbors called the Neighbor Portal or Neighbors Portal that, first off, they're courting the heck out of these police. In the article from Vice that I read, which is We'll get to that. We'll get to Vice. In that <laughs> ring went to different like police chief national conventions and parties and gave away free ring devices, uh, offered like a bunch of free stuff. And they brought, brought Shaq. Shaq. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm the greatest athlete the world has ever seen. <laughs> they brought Shaq. They brought food. You know, I mean, it was, it, they're courting these police and it's, it's uh, it's crazy. Shack. But what's happening now is you're automatically inducted into Neighbors app and cops can request the video of a certain period of time where a crime might have occurred and send it to your device or your email to approve giving them that time. Okay, still sort of voluntary, still sort of opt-in. There's There's no way they can just straight up take it from you without saying anything but you know they don't have to have a warrant to ask for that information but the 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 starting point of the of the real danger is that if you say no that they can't access your front door camera 
they can now call Ring up and say, hey, I want access to that. And Ring will say, okay, we'll hold it for you and keep it in our in our file system so that you can possibly get to it later. Right. Well, presumably with a warrant, because if they got a warrant, then they could basically do whatever they wanted, right? Right. So it, what they're doing is I'm I'm sure that with the amount of data that goes through one of these devices day to day, that they're not storing everything that comes through. Not for long periods of time. That's just way too much server space, I would think. Well, there's always, yeah. It turns on based on certain criteria. Right. But they don't even have it fully set up yet with, they're going to, they're getting facial recognition, by the way. Oh, great. Uh, And they're trying to put that into these ring things. But they haven't gotten that fully implemented yet. On Android devices, you can now turn on a uh, people-only mode so that it will recognize if it's a person at your door or a bird. Okay. You know, something you don't care about. Mm-hmm. Just imagine the end of this, I think, is what we need to look at. Hmm. Because we have a lot of people who are voluntarily putting high-definition cameras on the front of their house that can see all around their house, that can catch the faces of people across the street, that can do all sort of things, that they're trying to implement facial recognition software into, that police can say, hey, save this timestamp for me so that I can try to get my warrant or subpoena or whatever and get this so that I can use it against the quote-unquote bad guy. But what happens when they're trying to catch the bad guy and you do something that's not quite kosher with the police? (laughs) What happens when your dumb son walks up to the front door and just happens to be carrying... I don't know, weed, something like that up to the up to the front door. Suddenly cops have video evidence of your son, who's 16 years old in this hypothetical example. <laughs> okay. With a felony charge of weed. Well, what if they see you carrying small animals outside of your home and throwing them into the park? I mean, to their <laughs> death, you freak. Somebody needs to come and stop you. What other sick things are you doing in your home? Right, because animal abuse is now a federal issue. <laughs> Thank you, Trump. So, okay, you're saying all this crazy stuff about police, all this insanely scary, terrible, awful stuff, especially for all the people who've already been using Ring, you know, since it was just a little startup. And now they have these Ring. Now they're finding out all this stuff, but the cops are using it. They have no control over their data at all. Like, so not at all. The company who made their doorbells actively throwing parties for cops and drawing them in. That's that's the main focus of all these these articles, right? about how scary it is that cops would have access to this data and you couldn't opt out. That's that's the real point of these articles, right? You could say that, but there's a wild detour in this Vice article that <laughs> makes absolutely no sense to me. Let's talk about that. Let's set aside <laughs> so, the cop stuff, and now let's talk about the real stuff. <laughs> here's the real issue with Ring. Let's get into it. Ring has a headquarters in Kiev, Ukraine. And I don't know if you know anything about those dang Ukrainians, but they're racist. Also, (laughs) they don't know anything about American politics, and they don't know about America's colored history of racism. So so this, this article just takes this detour into pictures of a party that these ring people had over in the Ukraine of them having a cowboys and Indians party. (laughs) why like you have this story vice caroline haskins of vice about 
privacy, about uh, cops and this potential for them to overstep their their authority, which I don't think is legitimate anyway. But you have you have this story of these deep issues that we should talk about and facial recognition and how this could be used in a police state and how these this is not a way, a place we want to go. And instead, you're talking about someone wearing a freaking headdress at a party. Well, what makes me chuckle is it's even racist to say the name of this, uh, <laughs> what would be the, the theme of this party. Apparently they were having a Cowboys and Indians party. Well, they have like the headdress and the everything. <laughs> I mean, it's just a laughable pick. <laughs> it's so silly. <laughs> but yes, let's talk about these Ukrainians, not even people in the U.S. where this is supposedly the issue. <laughs> they dressed as these over-the-top silly childish you know cowboys and indians outfits but let's talk about that let's talk about how racist those ukrainians are and how this reflects on ring because if they will wear a you know a native american headdress in a picture in 2017 in ukraine and then try and sell you a doorbell (laughs) i mean i just i don't even get the connection here (laughs) and here's the deal though this is another thought i had as they're talking about this Cowboys and Indians deal in Ukraine. These are evangelical leftists over advice. How are they not saying, doing their fear-mongering, you know, Ukraine is really close to Russia. What about our privacy issues? What if Russia had a way to blah, blah? Like, they're not even going into that. They literally focused on (laughs) making Ring look bad because of a headdress. Yeah, no, well, don't you know that all cop violence is related to racism? The only cop violence oh, that happens is against, you know, people with dark skin. They wouldn't, for example, hide behind the vehicles of white people. But if there's, you know, dark skin people inside of a vehicle, they'll hide behind them. They'll, they'll grab them and hold them up, you know, in front of bullets and stuff. Use them as human shields. But they would never do that with white people. So therefore, of course, it makes sense that these people from Ukraine with their light skin trying to sell doorbells that cops would like of course they'd dress up like racist characters because the cops would like that so that they could use the doorbells to kill black people (laughs) well that's the that's the beauty of these leftist rags is they can have some really solid good information but they just they try to demonize people with the weirdest stuff that doesn't make any sense and honestly it's it's torture to read through one of these things. <laughs> that picture just makes me chuckle, though. <laughs> it was so random as I was. <laughs> the first time you sent me the article, I just, all the articles, I just flipped through them from beginning to end real quick, see if anything stood out before I read through them. <laughs> and I stopped and went, wait, what? <laughs> what is that? <laughs> all right. <laughs> it's ridiculous. Um, but there are some pictures uh, that are as as torturous or more actually um <laughs> i ran across this article that came out on december 4th of images or pictures drawn by a man named abu zabeda who was the first prisoner of the cia and the u.s government after 9-11 they used the quote-unquote enhanced interrogation techniques on hmm. the guy who drew these pictures is still in Guantanamo Bay really? to this day. He's still in there. Yeah. How did they get out, though? That's the thing. They don't let art leave the walls of Guantanamo Bay. But since this guy has a lawyer, 
And since this is actually a case that's being worked on to be brought against the CIA, the government, this was able to come through because it's evidence. Oh. These are exhibits that would be used. So there are all of these horrible drawings that this man made of his interaction with the CIA, which include being put into the fetal position and put into a small box. Sleep deprivation, where he was tied, tied up or handcuffed in these crazy ways so that he couldn't go to sleep because it would never he would never be able to get comfortable enough to go to sleep. And he shared a, a picture that he drew of him being waterboarded. When he was captured, which he wasn't a part of Al-Qaeda, he was a jihadist, but when he was captured, there was an injury to his leg, a long cut, and this cut makes its way into all of these pictures. But one of the things that was interesting about this article was how they talked about how waterboarding and all of these torture techniques have all been downplayed and sanitized for the American public. Hmm. I'm sure you've seen waterboarding on TV, or there's some museums that give some examples of what waterboarding looks like, Mm -hmm. but it doesn't show the fact that in all of these pictures, the dude's naked. Yeah. He's not wearing clothing in a single one of these pictures, showing all these different ways that they would torture them, make them uncomfortable, do all this stuff. The dude's naked in every single one. Do they ever wear clothing at Guantanamo? It's about humiliation. It's about completely destroying a person. So no, they don't, when they're doing this kind of garbage to them, they don't dress them. They don't give them the comfort of clothing. It reminds me of Abu Ghraib. (laughs) You remember that? Oh yeah. Oh God, I remember those pictures. The weird, the bizarre sexual angles to it. You know, especially with all the women who were heavily involved in the torture, like the picture of the lady, you know, with all the naked dudes behind her, so so proud of herself and her work. Weird, bizarre sexual angle to these tortures. It, it, it's a common thread. Mm-hmm. It's, it's, it's the way they strip people down and humiliate them and make them feel like they're less than human. But the people who do this to them are less than human as well. Like, how do oh, you, I agree how with do you, that. You have to be a screwed up person to sit and... And do this to people, whether it was the the freaks who were running the show in Abu Ghraib or the people who were running Guantanamo. This is just inhuman. It's it's horrifying. And it's it's something that I think people need to look at because I remember how much pushback I got back when the torture report was released for saying that it was unacceptable, for saying that this is not, this was back when I was a little more statist, when I was like, this is not what America is. This is not what America means. (laughs) Blah, blah, blah. American exceptionalism. Yeah, but you see these pictures. You see the fact that they have wood planks that they tie to these people's heads while they're waterboarding them to make sure that their mouth and nose are open. The fact that there's a hinge on the back of the neck so that their their head goes down to optimize the drowning. Yeah, so their head goes backwards, flops down back so that they can shove the water not only in their mouth but up their nose like... That hinge, man, that disturbs me. And one one of the tortures is literally called walling. And it's when the guards would take these men up to the wall and then bash their heads against the wall. And, of course, the CIA has a psychologist who talked about this and devised the techniques with a, co- with a colleague. And he said that th- this walling was discombobulating and meant to stir up a prisoner's inner ears. If it's painful, you're doing it wrong, he said. Yeah. <laughs> Are you kidding me? Smashing someone's head up against a wall. If it's painful, you're doing... Ah. But yeah, so this is an example of the deep state. This is an example of what the CIA does. 
and what I'm sure the FBI does somewhat too, but I guess more to American citizens probably. I don't know. That's a charge. <laughs> that's a charge I'm making that probably may or may not be justified. What do you think? Mm. You think that's a justified charge? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, seriously. I consider them all the same to a large extent, whether it's the the cops watching your your doorbell in order to arrest your son for a little weed or the or the the, the ones hiding behind, you know, innocent civilians or the the people torturing people in order to get, you know, for whatever political ends they're trying to get. It's it's all the same. It's inhuman. It's the state, man. It it kills humanity. It makes people these empty, violent husks who will just do what they're told. It's disgusting. It's gross. But what if I told you that you could go to the post office today and pay the FBI to take your fingerprints and tell you whether or not you have a rap sheet at the FBI? What the fluff? I love the FBI now. <laughs> Seriously, there was a tweet that went out. <laughs> Bizarre tweet. From the FBI's Twitter. And it, it I I looked at it and it, uh, <laughs> I don't, I don't understand. Uh, how do you put this out and think that it's not ridiculous? Well, it sounds like satire. Yeah. Oh yeah. The tweet says through a partnership with, between the FBI and USPS, you can now submit your fingerprints electronically for an identity history summary check, that's another word for rap sheet, while you buy stamps or mail packages. <laughs> Learn more about L LDHSC or IDHSC and find participating post offices at this website. And they link to a website that doesn't work. Of course. Brilliant. <laughs> these people these people don't think. No, they're not. <laughs> that's smart. the only that's the only explanation. These people don't think. So are you gonna head over to the post office and Give them your fingerprints. Well, imagine showing up to a federal thing like the post office and saying, hi, I'm Ryan Burgett. And then, you know, giving them my identity and then saying, here's my fingerprints. Why don't you run those, you know, enter those and file those into your system and then give me back. Let me see what other stuff you have connected to me. That just blows my mind. Who, Who would, would actually do that? Do that? I mean... <laughs> Who would show up and, oh, golly, I don't know. Maybe we should do DNA next, you know? Show up and give them your DNA so that you can find out if you have anything negative against your DNA. <laughs> <laughs> so you can find out how many girls you've raped. That's how it ends up. It's the only person who pays for that is a stupid person. But beyond that... But this, these are people who go to a post office, so... I mean, we're already, we already know the caliber of people we're talking about. <laughs> Anyone who thinks that they might have a rap sheet with the FBI or thinks or wants to know if they're on a terror watch list, the last place they're going to go is to give their, their, their fingerprints to the freaking feds. Well, that's because it's not for them, obviously. It's just like, it, this is the most transparently stupid thing I've ever heard in my life. <laughs> Ah, <laughs> uh, yeah. It's like, come register your register your guns with us. Give us your, you know, bring in your guns. We'll write down all, all the numbers, you know, the serial numbers for your guns. We'll we'll get pictures of the barrel, and uh, and everything. And then we can tell you, 
you know, if, if your gun's been ever used in any type of, in, in any of these types of crimes, you're just giving them your information. It just, don't people realize what this is? It's so outright and it's so bizarre. <laughs> and the fact that they didn't make it free, <laughs> I think, is maybe one of the funniest parts. <sighs> like, they want you to pay for it. Right. No, it's, it's... <sighs> Well, even though that link didn't work, I did find a longer link with all the information about it. So we'll be sure and put a link so anyone can read all about the it's surprisingly long list of stuff. But yeah, I can read all about this insane thing. <laughs> all right. So I think that that does it for our main stories this week, unless you have something that wants to make its way into it. Oh, well, don't we want to talk about Donald Trump? <laughs> They, uh, yeah, Donald Trump, you know, they, he said that he, he and his administration won't, uh, participate in the impeachment inquiry <laughs> to which I'm like, well, I mean, duh, it's a trap, obviously. Why? Yeah. Why would he voluntarily walk into that? He's not crazy, but I mean, what's there to talk about there? <laughs> Oops. You made false statements to the FBI. Wait, you said that you woke up at seven o'clock. Yeah. Five hours ago when we asked you that question, you said it was about 6.55. What are you lying to us for? Yeah. You know, Donald Trump <laughs> lies. And, yeah. I mean, what they've already done that with his other people who've gone in so far. So, of course, they're going to do it to him and anyone else who, who comes anywhere near that in, inquiry. It just goes to show that since he won't take part in this inquiry, that he has just as much interest in the impeachment hearings as i do <laughs> <laughs> sounds good see there there you go there's something funny we can laugh at that we can laugh at, <laughs> at impeachment <laughs> uh, laugh at the stupid federal government so that's those are our stories for the week but here comes your red pill of the week bum, bum, bum. you ready for this ryan yeah i'm ready i enjoyed the red pill last week so this one should be good thank you this week, we're taking a look into that one time that the U.S. military tried to talk John F. Kennedy into planning assassinations of immigrants, sinking boats of refugees on the high seas, hijacking planes, blowing up a U.S. ship, and orchestrating violent terrorism in U.S. cities. Operation Northwoods. In the 50s and 60s, the U.S. was in the midst of the Cold War and was understandably afraid of communism. When Fidel Castro took over the reins of Cuba in 1959, this meant that a communist nation was just 485 miles from Florida. This was not acceptable to the administration, nor was it acceptable to the military-industrial complex. There was an incredible amount of resources dedicated to Castro and Cuba. After the failure of the Bay of Pigs invasion, the activities by the intelligence community and military to topple the communist regime in Cuba were collected under a CIA program known as Operation Mongoose. Operation Northwoods, was a proposed false flag operation against the Cuban government that originated within the U.S. Department of Defense and the Joint Chiefs of Staff in 1962. The proposals called for the CIA or other U.S. government operatives to commit acts of terrorism against American civilians and military targets, blaming them on the Cuban government and using it to justify a war against Cuba. As I said before, the possibilities detailed in the document included the proposed assassination of Cuban immigrants, sinking boats of Cuban refugees, blowing up a U.S. ship, orchestrating violent terrorism in U.S. cities, faking plane crashes filled with civilians, and hijacking planes. The operation proposed creating public support for a war against Cuba by blaming it for terrorist acts that would actually be perpetrated by the U.S. government. 
To this end, Operation Northwood's proposals recommended hijackings and bombings, followed by the introduction of phony evidence that would implicate the Cuban government. The desired results from the execution of this plan would be to place the United States in the apparent position of suffering defensible grievances from a rash and irresponsible government of Cuba and to develop an international image of a Cuban threat to peace in the Western Hemisphere. Several other proposals were included within Operation Northwoods, including real or simulated actions against various U.S. military and civilian targets. The operation recommended developing a, quote, communist Cuban terror campaign in the Miami area in other Florida cities, and even in Washington, unquote. As always, the war party is always looking for an excuse to bomb some brown people and to create enough chaos to get the U.S. public to sign a blank check on whatever they want to do. Fortunately, the proposals were rejected by President John F. Kennedy. So the next time that you think that someone is crazy for so much as questioning the official story of any terrorist attack on U.S. soil, including the big one, slow down just a touch. You're allowed to buy into the official story, but know that the idea that the U.S. military and the CIA would be willing to kill a few civilians, set off a few bombs, and crash planes to get the U.S. into war is not crazy. In fact, it's been planned. And I doubt that the second time they planned this, they went to the president to get approval. There's your red pill. Don't take the whole bottle. Well, thanks for giving us a listen. As, as you know, I'm Cam Harless and Ryan Burgett from Technoagrist, who's on Twitter. Who is on his? He's on Instagram. He doesn't use it, but he's on it. Well, because I'm not a 13 year old girl. <laughs> so if you want to find him, go to techno. Is it techno agorist.com or is it just one word? No, no dash technoagorist.com. I can never remember because it's stylized differently. Yeah, it stinks. So technoagorist.com. If you want to find me, you can find me anywhere you want to. Just type in this is MLGA and you'll be able to find me. Go to our website at thisismlga.com. Check out the rest of our shows at mlganetwork.com, where we have too many that I'm not going to name right now. And look out, because we have one more show that should come out after the beginning of the year. Isn't that right, Ryan? Yay! All right, thank you for joining us. I'm happy to be here, and I'm happy you're with us. Stay sane. Yeah.